This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it always, just like we appreciate Birch Orthodontics. Yay, Dr. Birch. We don't do the same yay thing, but I, I do say yay, Dr. Birch. You do say yay, Dr. Birch, but that wasn't a real energetic yay, Dr. Birch. I mean, I, well, I, I did we have some issue? Was, do we have an issue with the, the no orthodontics issues. last week or I've anything? I've never or? had an issue. No, if anything, Clark's teeth are doing great. Bryce is doing well. I've got zero complaints. have never had a complaint. Mm. Let me, um, so if, Clark, if Clark's teeth come out of this. Hey, this is a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. Like really, there should be a thirty for thirty on this. We yeah. How <laughs> Doctor Birch and her staff got those mangled ass teeth to look anything like a normal row of teeth right. is nothing short of a minor miracle. What, what are you? What are you? Uh, what are you going to pick on him for in the future? Like, what are you going to? Once oh, that's gone, so many things. Ira, he's thirteen. He says right. and does dumb things by the on minute. The regular, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hard to fathom some of the things that come out of his mouth and you just well, shake your head. So just, just smile, Clark, just smile, look pretty. Everybody's good. Does he still have long hair? Uh, he's well, he cut it really short and now he's grown it out again and it's all, all poofinated right. and all over oh, the place. Oh, good. Just like Brady. It's, yeah. it's great. Great all look the kids, these kids have. Oh, all the middle school kids, well, all middle, all white middle school kids look exactly the it's same. Crazy. It's, it's embarrassing. Nuts. They look well, ridiculous. Dr. Birch isn't going to fix your kid's hair, but right. she can't fix your kid's teeth or she your can. grandparents' teeth or your wife's teeth or your husband's teeth, anybody's teeth. Bring somebody in with mangled teeth and Dr. Birch and her staff will fix them. They do unbelievable work. They've done it for our families yep. and uh, they'll do it for yours. BirchOrthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H, Orthodontics.com is a website. You can set up a free consultation. Uh, they've got payment plans. They just really take all of the pressure and stress off of That's it, true. and uh, you'll leave with a winning smile. Corey, tomorrow is Flag Day. Is that your birthday? Come on, man. Don't act like you don't know. Of course it is. Are you crazy? Well, I remember Flag Day. Oh, of course, everybody does. It's yeah, a national holiday. Yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. Have you so, sent me a? As you sent me a gift, I assume it's in the mail. I hope. Yeah. I, mean, well, I guess I, you could next day it. I'm gonna guess yours to me since my birthday was on <laughs> right. Sunday was just. Is also going to be here. Yeah, today. yeah, man. How about okay. we just keep it? I'll keep what I got for yeah, you, and, and you I'll keep, keep what okay. you got for me. That That's fair. I'm sure they're yeah. similar. That works out nice, then. That's cool. So you'll be 54. What are you, 60? 
I'm 52. Oh, my God. You might as well be 60. You're on the road to 60. I caught up to Ira, and you're on the road to 50. I know, man. I'm not happy about it. Come on in. The water's warm. (laughs) Boy, (laughs) where does life go? Good grief. (laughs) When we're doing seminal headlines 10 years from now, and Ira and I are 62, or I'm 61 and he's 62, or I'm 62 and he's 63 because he's older. And I'll be the young 58-year-old, 57-year-old. It's going to be... It's going to be a different it's be a show. Depressing. It is, it'll, man. Well, it'll be something to celebrate. We'll be icons by then if we're yeah. not already. Right. But it will be tough. I don't know that we'll mention Flag Day or my Day or Iris Day at all. We'll just keep plowing on through. We don't want the audience to know at that point. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, you two look it. So we can't hide it for long. I still look like I'm a, I could play 33. Couldn't I? Ira? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially for sure. with the gray. So, yeah, so no, I got to shave this. If I shave this, I no, think I can play. You just, just got to die it. Go, yeah. go back to dying it, buddy. I should die it. Yeah. Just go ahead and get you some just for men die for the day. Apparently they have now. I just saw a commercial for that. that you oh, can, for the day. For I, the I day. actually will do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that next time. Next, next time we're uh, not in studio. I'm dying my goatee. Are we Sweet. ready for these? We ready for these yeah, questions? Yeah, let's do boys? it. Let's do it. Burke writes, and I alluded to this in the first hour, but I like this question. Uh, what's more likely that our defense is better than expected, or our offense is worse than expected? Good question, Burke. I I think I mean from a percentage standpoint, I think it's probably more likely percentage wise that that the offense is not as good as people expect because I think people's expectations are so. I mean, I don't know how they can live up to the expectations at this point. I, I, I agree with this. We're yeah. having to like, I, I keep having to catch myself because you sound like, like a seven-year-old when you're yeah. like, how's anybody going to stop us? You know, it's yeah. just like, uh, but yeah. that's kind of where you're at. So it's more likely right that, right? I think that's accurate. Do you, Corey? I, yeah, I do. I, I think maybe the, uh, not a better question because expectations is so subjective. Like I, I still think my answer to that is the defense. Because I don't expect the offense to average 50 points a game. But I also, I, I would be stunned if they're not as good as they were, la- uh, you know, a, a tick better than they You'd were last year. You'd be stunned if they're not better. they got a better That's what I mean, yeah. line. They've got better receivers. They've got better tight ends. You got so how do we measure that? Travis. Do we measure that in points per game, efficiency? Like, I don't know how we measure that because you are going to lose some plays with the new clock rules. Um, but I, I just, I think I would be, I would be stunned if it's not a tick better, at least a tick better than it was last year. No, it'll definitely, I think it'll definitely be better. I just don't know if it's going to meet whatever the expectations are. I mean, I, again, I think, you know, there's a feeling like this is going to be an offense that that's just going up and down the field. How about every- just our collective expectations? Not everybody else's, but just okay, the three so guys, of us. Let's just define our terms. Do the three of us agree that this offense will be a top five, by any measurement, basically, anything that matters, uh, a top five offense in the country next year? Oh, I don't know. No. Because there's just the pace of play. I don't yeah, know the pace you're... of play and all that. All right. So somebody's going to fill that top five, guys, regardless of pace of play. We're well, I mean, yeah. Low. With the metrics where you take that out, I guess. Um yeah, yards per play, points per possession, right. those kinds of p- metrics. Are you going to tell me that they're not going to be one of the best five offenses in the country? I mean, but what if they're seventh? That means they're still really effing good. 
You know what I mean? Like I, I expect okay, them to so be. Then, the exercise was meant to define terms. Yeah. Fine. So you I would say to, if you told me top ten, I would I would I top would be more in line with top ten. Yeah. In their sleep, they'll be a top ten offense. They were <laughs> Listen basic, to this guy. They, I love it. Guys, they were a top ten offense last year, basically. I mean, that's well, sure. All right. I, I'm with you, man. I think they're going to be awesome. How could they not be? Like, I, I will be the fan here for a second. Seven-year-old. You're going to be that seven-year-old. I'll be, yeah. I'll be Iris seven-year-old here telling you that my team's better than yours. How in the world are they not going to be better? Better offensive line. Yeah. They're five deep in the backfield. They've got Jordan Travis back. Your receiving core is better. you got real tight ends for the first yeah. time ever. I mean, sweet And Jesus. it's the second they, year with uh, Norvell and Atkins working together. Yeah, it all I, lines I, up. I think the question, though, as the as it pertains to the question, is I'm not expecting 50 points a game, and I'm not expecting the best offense in Florida State history. So that's where we were trying to define the terms. I definitely yeah. think they'll be better. I, I would be again, I would be stunned if they're not better. But I don't know if that will live up to the collective expectations of we should score 48 points on every team we play that Florida State fans think. Well, right. You do have the road game against Clemson. You got LSU right out the bat. I mean, it's unlikely against really elite teams that have good players to do something about it. If they put 50 on Clemson, that's when I'll start to believe. (laughs) That's when I'll start to believe, gang. They've done it before. That's when you'll no longer posit that somebody could be a problem. Yes, exactly right. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be fun again. Wake's in trouble. Wake will Um, be in trouble. God. God help us. Wake needs to be in trouble. They need to, that needs to be an absolute reckoning. Oh, I, yes. Uh, which happens first? Miami is back or FSU gets out of the ACC? Ooh, I'm going to say FSU gets out of the ACC first. But Miami's never going to be back, apparently. I thought there was a chance. Once the NIL came into play and they had a billionaire uh, benefactor that was giving them all the money, but Turns out that was a house of cards, and he's another Nevin Shapiro. So who knows, man? Who knows? And look, I mean, there's just there's nobody you talk to in this industry that is hearing good things about what's happening at Miami. Like when you look at the coaching turnover, the coaches who have left that staff. um, I mean, no, there's no good conversation. Even when like when things weren't going great there, you would hear positive things from different corners about what was happening there. Maybe, maybe Mark Rick's going to be the difference there or whatever. Like uh, people I talked to in the business, man, there's nobody that talks well of what's going on at Miami right now. It's been 20 years guys. It's been 20 years since that game and tally in the rain with Rick's throwing to Sean Taylor. That was like the last, that was like the last great day of the Miami dynasty was 20 years ago. And I will say there is a chance, right? With NIL, because if, if NIL didn't exist and it was just the same game it was in 2015 and 14, I would say no chance because their facilities are so bad. And the stadium's 45 minutes from campus and the fan base sucks. But so, but with NIL, you could theoretically pay for a great roster that gets to live in Miami. So there is that element to it that maybe, maybe there's a, a sliver of a chance that they find somebody that can bankroll a very good football team, but it's a I, sliver. I, I don't think that that works. I, I I don't think billionaires are going to just pour money. Agreed. Into, Agreed. It, it's not going to work that way. I don't believe, but look, to your point about facilities, guys, think about this, the state of Florida, and this is a better conversation about what's going to happen in the state of Florida moving forward. USF, USF just approved funding for an on-campus football stadium today. They just approved it today. Miami still 
has not has does not have that and has not had that and won't have it. And won't have it. Think about that. USF. And I've said for a while, and I really believe this, Deion Sanders is a fool. He should have taken the USF job. You look at the talent-rich area you're in. If you can get an on-campus facility and you can get people to stay on campus in Tampa, I mean, dude, you, that they could be a monster. They could be a Levitt knew that. Levitt got them up as high as ranked number two in the country. There was momentum there. It all fell off when he decided to strangle a kid in the locker room. But you, they, they had real momentum at one time. I've always felt like USF and and or UCF would be a giant in the sport at some point, but they needed to obviously to build a tradition and it starts with having an on-campus facility, I think. So they'll and take they Miami's spot. They just approved it. And Miami still doesn't have it. It's crazy to think about that. Sorry, Canes. Where these two teams will be like, I don't know, in 10 years. Uh, more rushing TDs this year. Lundy or Rodemaker? <laughs> Lundy or Rodemaker? Probably Lundy. Man, I don't know. Do you think Lundy still does that at all, or do you think that becomes like Jaheim Bell's role on short yardage? Yeah, I think yeah, that becomes Jaheim Bell's role. I think that's a way to keep Jaheim Bell happy if he's not catching seven balls a game. Anytime you're on the goal line, he's in there. He's also good at it. He he was a, he had 25 carries and a win over an SEC team. Um, he is a running back. I think that's uh, – but then they like London. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but but there's two parts two parts of that equation. And Tate Rodemaker is not going to have more than one rushing touchdown. Correct. So You're right. Go with, That's I'm a good go, point. I'm going to go with Lundy. That's a good point. Pro- yeah, Tate's probably going to have point. zero. Because yeah, even if he's in a game, he's not running for a touchdown. Yeah, it's unlikely. Uh, hey, guys, everyone seems to believe he's we'll a have better a athlete than you think, Ira. He it's can not because he flips and stuff. It's, it's not because he can't run. And you don't know what I think about <laughs> his running ability. He had a big run against uh, Louisville. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, sure he, he could move a little bit. He we got can. into hour number two, and Ira got testy. Got no, right, I just Ira. thought it was funny. It was a funny opportunity. To... <laughs> Assuming everyone exits fall camp healthy, who are the starting five on the offensive line? Mm. That's a good one. This was tough because when we did our top 40, like we were having to kind of reconcile. That was the really thing. tough part. Yeah. It's like I didn't know who to put where, like, they all none of is there a clearly defined guy that will absolutely start? Maurice Smith. It's we'll start at center. And Jeff doesn't believe that. It and I'm not sure I believe it. I, I do believe it because I mean, just you guys what are they, on drugs. What they feel Maurice... about Maurice Smith. But they like Roddick and they want him to play somewhere. Okay. So well he needs that, to stop, but, stop but, the ball. But that's that's the one. But it's like out of all the guys they have, they have nine guys that could potentially start. So it makes it hard to rank who's the more yeah. important one because you don't know. The only one I don't think will start is Darius Washington, but he's a really important piece too. Right. So think, who knows? I think Wes Harris is going to start. Um, and and then from there, we kind of get into more about who's got a, a rock-solid position on this offensive line. I think the beauty of this competition is that you wouldn't say any of these guys are guaranteed right? Um, because if they I, have yeah. competition. If I had to pick five, I'm going Rob Scott left tackle. I'm going uh, Roddick left guard. I'm going Maurice Smith. Smith. I'm going Demetri Emanuel. Demetri Emanuel. Oh, no. And, and, okay. And, and okay. bless Harris. So we don't think Byers starts? I, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to start, man. I don't have him as high as you guys do. I like him. I think he's a tremendous athlete. 
Uh, I'm not sure he starts, at least not right away. We'll see. I think Byers starts somewhere. I don't know where, though. I think Byers will start somewhere. But here's the good point that we're making is that you have this many options yeah. where it's it's fair for Ira to give that top five, and I give a different top five, and you give a different top five, and none of us sound crazy. It's right. like, like it could be a hodgepodge of, like, nine guys that we move around in different places. And it will be fascinating to see how good is Rob Scott when he comes back. Because I feel like it was a bad camp for him to miss. Uh, it's not his fault. Except when you started for three years. I don't know that a spring is that big of a deal. I do. Year. I think it's a big deal when you finally have the kind of depth that Florida State's offensive line has. They haven't had this offensive line the entire time he's been here. He was thrusted to starting I think when you're. I think Alex Atkins, though, it's going to be like what they used to say about heavyweight championship. Yeah, to take the, the belt. You yeah. you can't you can't take oh, it. I'm not scorecard. saying he won't win the job. I'm not saying but that I, at all. I, I just thought it was. He doesn't even. Have, somebody has to beat him out. Like not like 51 to 49 percent. It needs to be 60 to 40 because he knows Rob Scott and he knows Maurice Smith. It's not saying it can't be done, but those those guys will be yes. hard to knock off because especially of the especially when you open with, especially when you open with LSU. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think if you've got three guys that three or four guys that have started for you in the past, I think that might be. Now again, it, things could change. As year goes on, but that's that's my guess for the first. But time. man, it is like more to the point. It's cool that you don't know, and yeah. all the options are good options. It's really cool that you don't know, and it's really cool that we can debate it level headedly and say, yeah, that's fair. You know, I don't know this guy might get moved here, and that they have. When I had Alex Atkins on before camp started, I said, "How many do you have competing for five? And he said, "Twelve." I said, yeah. "Legit twelve? And he said, "Twelve for five. So that. It was cool. And I mean, I believe him. He's a straight shooter. I mean, I, you know, I mean, obviously there are only five will win the job, but when you got that many guys competing for spots, you're in a world's better position than Florida state's been in eons, maybe even better position in some ways than they were in 2013. Well, more depth. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it might not be the, the ceiling probably isn't as high with some of these guys. They're not, you know, first round yeah. picks potentially, but they're, it's, it's a, it's a solid group of nine or 10 guys. Cool position to be in. Real quick one before we take a break here. Uh, hey, guys, everyone seems to believe we'll have a rematch with Clemson at the end of the year. Maybe could be a national championship game. I'm thinking if we make the playoffs, we may rematch LSU as well. Yeah, it's, Dabs, I brought that up last hour. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's a possibility, certainly. Um, it tells you how good your opponents are in two of the first four games you play. Yeah, that you might have to play them both again. I mean, damn it, man. Seems likely that they're going to play one of those two teams again. Um, yeah. You know, obviously Clemson would be more likely if we assume the ACC. What if you beat LSU forty-eight to six? Sorry, Tigers, you're done. Yeah. Not a safe assumption for LSU to get back and rebound. <laughs> yeah, from hope you enjoyed Epcot. That would be your season's that, over. That would be something. That would be yeah. something. We'd be, we'd be walking out of that, that stadium uh, feeling it's some kind of way. Yeah, that'd That's, be a, uh, that'd be a great post-game show. Holy moly! I mean, at that point, you would just say unequivocally, this is the best team in the country. You're yep. watching the best team in the country. <laughs> That's what you'd say. Yeah. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. MLB is in full swing, and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures. MyBookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of brand new MyBookie Money Bag, which gives you a chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie. Use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit $200. Play with $300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. If you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Let's keep it rolling, guys. Here we go. This one's for Jeff. Okay, what if you got the call from the SEC saying FSU was going to join the conference, but then they asked you to vouch for Miami. They'll do whatever you say. What do you tell them? Oh, well, I'll answer it, but I want to hear your all's answer, too. I'd say, fine, that's fine, Miami's in, whatever. I don't – if they want me to vouch for Miami to get into the conference – No, I don't think that was the – I don't think that was the – he just said they would do whatever you said. Like, it sounds like Florida State's in. You, They're if just Florida asking State's you your in, opinion. Is contingent on anything? No, yeah. I'm not vouching for Miami. They can go to hell. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I thought this was an if-then. Yeah, no, okay, I got you. Um, My bad. So I, I'm reading comprehension, Jeff. Uh, I'll tell you that I'm not vouching for Miami if I don't have to ever. Well, I mean, the reality is, like we just talked about in the last segment, like how could you at this point? I mean, there's not even even if you even if you took away your own biases and like how you feel about Miami, how could anybody really vouch for them? At I'm this vouching point? for USF, Ira, on I, campus. You are. Stadium, you are well, go. no, you're not vouching for an in-state school. It's like it's like vouching for Life Wallet. Nobody would do that right now. You wouldn't yeah. do that with Miami either. Like nobody's going to tell somebody in the stock market, you hey, put a lot of money in Life Wallet. That's what Miami is right now. It's just nothing. Now they could be something, but not enough for us to vouch vouch for them. And Florida State could survive without that annual about without the uh, annual wide right highlights, right? We would never see the wide right highlights again. Okay, if so listen, you're getting Miami. to the second part of the question that's intimated there, which is. Do I value the rivalry in its game? No matter how much I hate that team, would I want that game to go away? And truthfully, I don't think either side wants that game to ever go away. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't, 
you wouldn't bring them along to the SEC or the Big Ten just for that purpose. I wouldn't. You, you can make game, other rivalries. The game's traditions have already been bastardized in a Correct. way that it's unrecognizable. So I guess that that would just be one more that would see, uh, you know, go the way of the Dodo. It would be disappointing. It would directly affect, you know, I mean, it's like I remember – you know, when, when Maryland joined the Big Ten, there were Maryland basketball fans who cared deeply about their presence in the ACC, and they thought it would never be the same. And they're right. It's probably never going to be the same for them. Uh, but basketball long, no longer matters. I'm sure they're enjoying that Big Ten money. Uh, I, I just – The fans aren't. But, no, fans aren't, but the university is. Yeah, and they're it puts not doing anything with it. But it puts them in a position maybe to be good in basketball again. Who knows? But, man – I would admittedly, I don't like all of the changes to college football. I understand where we're at. If can you imagine it would suck if what if Florida State and Florida didn't play anymore and Florida State and Miami? Yeah. I know if we joined the SEC, we'd play Florida, but I'm with you, man. Yeah, it, it always, even when even today in 2022 and 2023, when you see those two helmets on the field against each other, yeah, it 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 brings back some emotion and some uh some you know remembrance and uh so i i do value it but not enough to get them a free ride to the conference i'll say this though man like so over the weekend when i was out at that camp and i ran to lorenzo booker who was there with his son i wrote a story it's on the website um and there's a video with lorenzo as well by the, the way channel. the first ever i think public put on a hat commit in uh Lorenzo. recruiting history yeah because that was an espn broadcast an espn broadcast yeah yeah but he um when we were talking and just started talking about memories like literally the first thing that came up was the first time they beat miami because miami had, had the streak against them in the early 2000s and they finally got the win against them here and then went back down there and won the next year and those weren't even great miami teams at that point but no. that's the first thing like yeah. those guys remember now think about the guys in the nineties. Like, and I know those games didn't always go well, but man, like just when you hear those guys talk about those games, to think, to think of that, not really being part of the, the landscape anymore sucks. So I, I think you need to figure out a way to keep it. Um, but you know, it, it, it could be a challenge. I mean, that's, if this thing goes to two conferences and if one's in one and one's in the other, uh, it may be hard to keep that rivalry. It would be weird. It'd be weird, but but yeah, on the on the same token, I mean, obviously, I'm speaking from a pro Florida State side. If you join the SEC, and I grant you, it's a 12 team playoff, and you might be able to have three losses and get into the playoff these days when that happens. But man, if you join the SEC and you play Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, LSU, yeah. Ole Miss, Tennessee, and then they're like, "Well, do you want to keep your rivalry with Miami?" <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to play that game at that point. You're sounding like uh, Spurrier and the Gators in the uh, the 90s. At that point, it'd be be tough. It'd be tough. Um, Okay, let's keep it going. Uh, Ira, it was great meeting you in OKC, writes Dustin. Oh, is this that woman? Oh, it's not the woman. I thought it was the woman that was yelling at the photographer. She wasn't Dustin. (laughs) After the rain delays, it was a long three-hour drive back to Kansas, Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. So you met somebody named Dustin who who lives in Kansas? That was actually uh, – he, he and his buddy came uh, – I'm 99% positive he and his buddy came up to the press box to say hi. Super cool. I mean, that was just – I mean, that was being – it's one thing, like, somebody walks by you, but, like, they yeah. came up to, to say hi and tell me how much – uh, they like the show, so no, no, cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not making fun of that at all. I'm just, saying, but yeah, they man, drove, man, dude. They drove people. Uh, man. our guy Wilson, you know Wilson from the yeah. from the. 
He yeah. uh, he drove up from Amarillo, Texas, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a good good little drive there. With Shane and Michelle, Kirk Noll yeah. drove up yeah. from Dallas. Yeah. Yep. My oh. man Spencer flew out from Tallahassee to go. Uh, yeah, man, we got uh, a yeah. Florida State was. Uh, no, well, no, Florida State fans did a great job. I'm just intrigued by anybody that lives in Kansas. I want to know more about Kansas. How'd yeah, where does he live? Kansas, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't ask all those questions. I would have been like, dude, that's a toughie. Uh, what gives you more concern about hitting the ceiling of this season? Players playing. Oh, up- can I tell you one more quick Oklahoma City story? Sure. A little scandal. Uh, Is it ESPN, about Dustin? A little ESPN drama. Wow. No, but this was um, so apparently, and I get you know it would have been a lot sweeter if Florida State had won the national title, but it still kind of gives you an idea of why some people feel the way they feel about ESPN. So the day before the the, the championship series they were doing photo shoots with players from both teams. And like when they did the photo shoot with the Florida state, with the Oklahoma players, they had them posing with the championship trophy and all that. Well, then they started to do photos with the Florida state players, but apparently the trophy wasn't there and they were like kind of in a rush and they were kind of like, well, we're not going to have the trophy. So then some of the Florida state players were like, wait a minute, did Oklahoma have the championship trophy when they posed for pictures? Well, yeah, they did. And, and we can get it. And then oh, some of the Florida man. State players were like, no, cool. We don't really need to do these pictures. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So I'm not sure how it was resolved totally. I think ESPN tried to make it good. And, uh, but it was just kind of one of those funny things that, uh, Dude. you know. So yeah. now we can go back and watch the beginning of that broadcast because they do all the shadowy right. pointing at you shots and, and, uh, and see which Florida State players are in that. Because those are going to now be my favorite players, the ones that were like, "What are we doing here? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this unless you bring me the trophy." Yeah, I can't remember exactly how they resolved it. I think they tried to resolve it, but anyway, it was just a, it was one of those things. Like just another thing for you know FSU FSU's like family, the parents. It was. It you was, just want it to was, add to conspiracy. Exactly. Yeah. They should have gotten the umpire posing with the championship trophy, <laughs> but she can't see it. She drops it. Kristen writes, what gives you more concern about hitting the ceiling of the season? Players playing up to potential every game or Norvell and staff making right coaching decisions? I thought um, that was Dustin. No. Oh, Dustin just said, happy to meet you, Ira. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good job, Dustin. Dustin also said, love the show. Keep up the great work. There you I go, read D-Train. D- hey, pal. I already read Dustin's question. Sorry. Shut the hell up Christmas question. What was it? Corey wants to put Dustin on blast for something <laughs> you said he said, and he just didn't hear it. No, my Good fault, Lord. Dustin. Dustin, my fault, man. Hey, next time I'm in near Kansas and you're there, come up <laughs> right. to the press box and say, hey. Kristen's question is, what gives you more concern about hitting the ceiling this season? Players playing up to potential every game or Norvell and staff making right coaching decisions? I'm going to say players playing up to their ability. I'm not really worried about the coaching decisions. Uh, certainly not Norvell. I, I, I do think this season could prove to be a referendum for some guys on defense, but we'll see. And also, it will be an interesting fourth down season. He doesn't when you have go to for do it when you don't. The, he doesn't probably have to do nearly as much of the nonsense, I wouldn't think. Unless neither of these two guys can kick again. I mean, what, what, what's the – I mean – But even if they can kick, if it's fourth and three from the 28 and you have your offense, do you, do you want to just settle for just maybe three can, points or go I for like a touchdown? I like that he's aggressive, and I want him to be aggressive, but I think he was unreasonably aggressive because he knew he couldn't count on his kicker to make a kick. So well, here's what, to, here's what they have to get better at because they will go for it on fourth down. They have been dog blank 
on fourth down conversions since he got here. They go for it a lot, and they're the worst, one of the worst in the country each of the last two Think years. Think of how bad those teams were, Corey. He's now no. Got, last year, last year no, they were no, bad. No, at no, it. no, Corey. Think about this now. Now you've got a six-seven tight end, a six-four tight end, a six-seven wide receiver, yeah. a six-two wide receiver. You've got you got a quarterback you, who's mobile, and you got a two hundred and twenty-five pound. Yeah, you got to convert. You just got to convert better at it. Well, and you have an and you have an offensive line that can that when you know, the other team yeah, knows they're going to run. You should still be able to run. They haven't had. They didn't even have that last year. I mean, yeah. I, that's the thing I always felt like about the red zone complaints and the short yards complaints. A lot of it is, and they didn't have guys that could actually move people. Uh, we'll see if they do, but I think they've got a better chance now. I will, and the only thing I'll say because uh, we got a break, and I want to get to rapid fire some questions here in a second. But I don't know, and we see this in the NFL now, where they have the best offensive lines in in the world, presumably, right? With this, the mass on defensive lines now and these bunch, these big formations that they're able to put out there defensively, fourth and one uh, against 325-pound guys across the line, it's no way to make a living, man. The best teams, the, you don't even, it's so hard to do. Even Jimbo talked about this towards the end of his time here. He was like, yeah, well, you know, we, I think that that math is changing just because I don't care how good your offensive line is. It's hard to move that those kinds of guys when they know yeah. you're going to do it, when they know you're going to do it. You do have to have a fighting chance, and they finally have a fighting chance to do that, though, to your point, Ira. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chance TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system we're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. MLB is in full swing, and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures. My bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of brand new my bookie money bag, which gives you a chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at my bookie. Use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit $200, play with $300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. If you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere 
with my book. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. All right, we got 15 minutes to get to some questions. Let's get to it. In the Norvell offense, who would be RB1 and who would be RB2, Dunn or Cook? All right, there you go. I think either would work nicely. You know, it's a, you know, I think Corey and Aslan were talking about this last week on Wake Up, talking about the conversation with Peter Warwick and work done. And I know you and Tom talked about it too, um, Jeff. But uh, Dalvin, I mean, I, like work done is so special. I mean, he's just a special player, special human being. But Dalvin, to me, is another level. And I just think, I don't know if there's any coaching staff that would say, I'm going with work done over Dalvin Cook. I just think Dalvin's, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think Dalvin's a better player. I mean, I yeah, just, I, I agree with that. And I Warwick Dunn was awesome. He might yeah. be my, maybe my all-time favorite Florida State player. But Dalvin Cook is, uh, I mean, it, it's played out in the NFL. It played out when he was here. Didn't he break his rushing record? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Dalvin's a better player. It's not by much, but he is. And I think that's who Norvell would take. You know, it's amazing. Uh, just an aside on the subject of running backs and how much the game has changed. Dalvin Cook is going to be released by the Minnesota Vikings. He's 27 years old. He's gone to four Pro Bowls. He's gone over 1,000 yards in every one of those seasons. He's still a premier back, but the position is devalued to the place that nobody pays running backs anymore. You better be Walter Payton in order to get paid like a running back now for a second contract. They just won't do it. You know, I I love that uh, when I interviewed Dexter Carter, when his son Devin committed to Florida State, he's a receiver because of that. Like Dexter Carter said, you're not going to be a running back because they don't value running backs. You're going to be yeah. a wide receiver. It Smart. Was the, I always thought it was the sexiest position in football over at quarterback. I loved running backs growing up as a kid. When we were kids, yeah, man. That's all oh. you talked about was, like you said, Dorsett earlier. Yeah. We talked about, that's all we talked about was running backs back in the day. We were uh, we were driving through Pennsylvania. You wouldn't even talk about women or music. It no, was no. just all running, running backs. backs. Running backs. Like yeah, William back. Andrews and Eric Dickerson, you guys would not shut up about it. If you're 13 years <laughs> John, old, John Riggins. Running backs, baby. That's what we were talking about. But I mean, we were think, back yesterday. But just sorry, I'll let you get finished. But just like thinking back, like the your memories of football when you're a kid is like Larry Zonka having yes. his jersey ripped off. Yeah. If you're old, I mean, Earl, if you're old, that's your memory. My memory is Dalvin Cook. As right, a right, yeah. right. So Sorry, Earl, Jeff, Earl Campbell running <laughs> yes, over Earl people. Campbell, yeah. yeah, guys like that. Yeah, Red Grange. Play? You remember Red Grange? <laughs> We'd watch those clips in the movie before uh, Casablanca. Well, they show the Red Grange Corey, clips. Corey, I remember getting in an argument with you. I was telling you, you cannot compare player A to the galloping ghost. You just gotta stop. <laughs> you got, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's if Jeff Thorpe would run circles around <laughs> all these guys. It's not fair to a new guy like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, you just, yeah, you can't yeah, compete. Yeah, you can't with do Legends. No, but I did. Uh, even John Riggins and guys like that, yeah. just bruisers. It was fun to watch. But uh, yeah, man, I, I always loved running backs. And I also, yeah. they were called, as we all remember, feature backs. These mm. were guys that got 25 yep. carries a game. 30 carries a game, yeah. Yes, minimum. They rode them to victory. Yeah, they, I, I missed that. They used to always show the stat. I, these stats were always killed me. They would be like, oh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are 102 when Emmett Smith gets 30 carries. Well, it's, yeah, it's because. They're not behind. Yeah. So, they so they're run, running the ball. They're running yeah. the football. It's not just, oh, if we just, if we come into the game and just give him the ball 30 times, we're guaranteed to win. <laughs> 
Timmy, to answer your question, we all have Dalvin as RB1. Jason writes, as a measuring stick to how far we've come, what would the score be between 2020 FSU versus 2023 FSU? Mm, that's Ooh. a good question. 2020 would have called up and said they had a COVID test. <laughs> I think that's that's going to be the answer, guys. Sorry, we can't talk about <laughs> that. I can't do that. Yep. We got we to leave that alone. Ira wins. If mm. FSU finishes with 10 wins again, will this season be considered a failure? I asked this question because I did this with Tom. Tom's gung-ho. He thinks it's a national championship team. So I said, look, and he's not here to defend himself, so it doesn't matter if he said that or not. But what 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 I said was, uh, he's like playoffs or bust or something like that. So right. I said, well, look, man, you're gonna tell me if they go ten and two in the regular season, this was a bust of a year, and he kind of said, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know it's, that I believe that. If you lose, it's, no, it's not a failure because let's say you lose to LSU and Clemson, but you beat your two in-state rivals again. You get to 10 wins again. You and finish you're in the top 10 again. In, and you're probably in the ACC championship game at that point. Yeah. So you lose to Clemson again. But, but, his, but the question tells you that we lose that game. So yeah. he's telling you that we're 10 and 3. And if we go 10 and 3 and lose the ACC championship game and the losses in the regular season were to Clemson and LSU, I mean, you got swept by Clemson. Yeah, man, that's disappointing. Here's the problem. It's no, it's not. I mean, that's the thing. It's just a tough, it's a tough one because I've talked about this with someone else too. The problem is you have a fifth year, six year quarterback in Jordan Travis, who's been in the system for a long time. You've got all these transfers in, you've got, this is a shot. Like you've got a shot with this team. So that's the difference between like the 2012 team was disappointing because you lost to two teams. You shouldn't have lost to. Yeah. They shouldn't have lost those games, but you knew you had, you were going to be good again the next year. This team could have be good again in 2024, but you've got a window here, man. Like this, that's it. I'm not saying, I'm not going to go into it and say oh, it's a playoff or bust, but I do think there'll be some disappointment. Yeah. I just because, think I, the only thing I take exception with is failure. I, I don't think a 10 win right. season should be viewed as a failure anywhere, anytime for the rest of our lives, but it would be fair to be disappointed. It would be fair to be disappointed. There, there are be. times, there are times where I think a ten-win season can be viewed as a failure. Well, man, then we are we are living in high cotton, everyone. I yeah. mean, what a great what a great life that would be to cover a team where if they win ten games, we're like, fire the coach. This is in, a this in is twenty fourteen. If they had won just ten games, that would have been a failure. Well, yeah, I mean, you I can mean, make a, yeah, it's you can a make half a case. NFL team. You can make a case it was a failure. Yeah, with just you, the you, one yeah. loss. I was gonna say yeah. that 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 can be a failure. Um. Because I just, you know, it's funny, man. I just heard Ryan Rosillo on a podcast talking about this. He brought up that 14 team and how, like, how mad that they got, ESPN people got mad because they got so much grief from FSU fans that year when they weren't valued highly because they had all those close games. And he goes, well, and then we were validated at the end when they lost in Oregon. Like, no, you weren't, man. Like, that Florida State was, they weren't, Oregon wasn't better than Florida State. Yeah, they had seven turnovers. They they just yeah. kept giving the ball back to yeah. Oregon. Now you could say the lack of discipline and all that maybe manifested at that point, but you you couldn't say that that was not a dominant football team. It could be a should have been a dominant football. Or team. deserving at least they were right. deserving to be there. That was ridiculous. They were better than Mississippi State. R.A. writes, gentlemen, I have no problem with OU celebrations. To claim any criticism of celebrations based on sexism is inaccurate. Have they never read Corey's articles? Maybe they just listened to the best of Jeff's show. 
Oh, where we're ripping the ladies uh, for celebrations over celebrations is uh, is his point. I I don't, I've, I've I don't know that I've ever ripped a woman for celebrating. The the, the problem. I mean, I, and I'm not sure exactly. No, the OU fans was. claimed it was sexism. No, OU but coach, oh oh, what was ridiculous was them slamming them slamming bats down for getting a walk is ridiculous and it's awful for the sport because now you're going to have 12 year old kids thinking that that's how you act. When you get a walk, you slam your bat down and start, you know, cheering. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. That, I blame that Tennessee. Team, I blame well, Tennessee yeah. men's yeah. baseball. I do. Buddy, God. I know. I'm sure you weren't watching, but last night, Monday night, they clinched their berth to Omaha, and they yeah. brought in a kid in the seventh inning in a real pickle of a spot with the games on the line that struck out three guys in a row throwing 101 miles an hour. Because, of course, why wouldn't Tennessee have another guy like that? And when he left the mound – it was like a – I don't even know how to describe a it. WWE event. Unbelievable. He yeah. screamed into the camera. He he chest bumped the whole – they couldn't even get in front of him because he was walking so fast, pumping his fist, and screaming like he was in he was an extra in Braveheart. And then he turns around and screams at the camera. It was we, out of control. We, we may never sound older than – I don't care. Right now, it's ridiculous. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not I'm – not Give me Tommy Glavin. No, I'm not. Give me Fergie Jenkins. Somebody that's act like they've been there before. I'm not doing that. But what I am saying is that's not emotion, man. It's all for stage. It's it's, It's all for show. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I was just about to interject that, Ira. Here's the problem. None of us have ever had a problem with a kid scoring a touchdown and spiking the ball. Or doing a dance. I've never been a guy that's like, be like Barry Sanders and just give it back to me. I've never said that. Screw that. Dance in the end zone if you want to. It's hard to score. It's hard to yeah. score. Go ahead, celebrate. I think they should be able to take off their helmets. Like they yeah, me to. too. I don't have a problem with any of that. What I do hate is all this fake four-camera consumption nonsense. The let's go scream is the stupidest thing ever. If people do it over and over and over again, I get so tired of it. All of this is this is the byproduct of living on camera all the time, all the time. And it's the worst. And so you see somebody slam a bat after a walk or scream like they've just, I don't know, one strongest man in the world walking off the mound. It's the dumbest thing. I did. I I started to tweet yesterday because a guy got hit and threw his bat down. And I started to tweet because I just turned on the game. And I started to tweet like, look at this idiot. He's throwing his bat down for getting hit. It was the third time he got hit in the game. Okay, he can do that. He had a right. Understood. My man's like, damn it! Yeah. What are we doing out here? Please, please. Uh, Brian wants to know. This is kind of funny. Let's talk about a time you guys were really pissed at each other. Obviously, you're great friends. When was the last time? Half day, no, you want a half day uh, not talking? Nope, I'm not talking to that ass hat. This is, <laughs> and then he goes on to say, This show's really good. Yes, Jeff, straight to the point. Really good show. All right. I, when was the last time we got that angry with each other? I don't well, think- here, well, here's the, here's the thing though. Like when we do get mad at each other, like we're going to say it. Like yeah. we yeah. don't, like I don't think any of us gets passive aggressive. Like it's, I don't think, uh, well, you did last year during a show where you just stopped talking. Oh, that was yeah, that was one time. That was that was, that was, that was on the air. That was his, <laughs> I was going to say I don't think Jeff and I have ever had an argument off air. 
Like it, it, I, I've been, we, and we've gotten well, we riled up the way that you and I, yeah. well, that's what I was going to say. Like if we don't, we haven't worked together as long. We haven't known each other as long as, I mean, Je- Ira and I go back to God, Lee, our 25 years now. Good. Yeah, we're old, buddy. We're old. Um, man, but like we, but our arguments on air, when we get riled up about sports opinions, they are genuine. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you do get, you do get mad when I bring something up from four months ago. And that is a genuine reaction. But I don't think it ever goes – I don't think I've ever had, like, a real-life argument. You guys – there was something you guys in the spring – or what was the last time you guys really got into it? Like, it was on the show. Like, well, I was trying to, like – at each other, but I don't remember what it was. I don't either. But that because, was, like – it was – that was about as heated as I've ever seen well, you guys anywhere. I think you were sitting back, like, holy hell, here we go. <laughs> I was just – I was <laughs> But like, it was a sports thing. That's right, what I'm right, saying. It's, right. it's just a dumb sports opinion. Yeah. It's not – I don't remember ever getting into, like, a real – real – argument with jeff other than on the show when we're talking about dumb sports stuff oh if you guys ira i mean good lord we've had jeff if you travel with my guy once or twice oh yeah uh, that's right it's on me it's on me so so think about so think about this i'll tell you the maddest i got at ira and i think i brought this up at the time we were going to a wake forest game i'm driving (laughs) of course he's on the phone with kim because that was his whole life back then is like the phone answer the phone rings it's kim and He's the he's the navigator. And so he's on the phone. He's supposed to be telling me when to turn. He gets off the phone. I'm in the middle lane. And he goes, oh, that's our exit right there. <laughs> and I go, right. and then he gets mad at me for not cutting just, across traffic blindly 75 no. miles an hour to find the exit. And I'm like, okay, okay man, we're going to have to turn around. But thanks. But here's, phone where, call. but here's where the story starts, okay? Ira <laughs> likes to get to the games in an early time because I want to be situated. Like I want to be there. Yeah, you're a situated kind of guy. Yeah. Right. I want to get there. I want to know I'm there. Not like trying to roll up right as the game starts. Corey takes a different approach. (laughs) Well, Corey was driving. So that must have been like we were at the Democrat, right? So eleven maybe maybe, something like that. Nine? Were you at the Democrat at two thousand nine? No, I got there in ten. Okay. All right. And uh so we're so must I think it was probably eleven. So uh, what a game that was. So we're uh, we're going to the same. And the exit's there. I realized at the last second, I'm like, that's the exit. My point was, hit the brakes. Like, slow down. <laughs> on you a can highway. Still get over there. Yeah, but we're in Winston-Salem, man. Nobody's <laughs> on the highway. highway. Some horses and some. And so. An why, expressway, not a, an expressway. Keeps zooming right by. Like, he never <laughs> even thinks about tapping the brakes. And I'm just Jeff, like. Jeff, I'm in the right know, there, right? I'm not, Jeff, I'm not causing here, an accident. Jeff, if you, if the, you know, like, when you, there's an exit, there's that, like, that dead space between the exit yeah, and yeah, the road. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, there's yeah. A, you can pull into that little area. So, so I'm getting pissed off like, all over again. I, I'm getting pissed <laughs> off. Here's it's real here. life, guys. And now, and we're late because we couldn't <laughs> we leave early. We were late. We missed them. We didn't miss anything. It's happening all over again. Listen to this answer, everybody, because it's the last one we're getting to today. What I'm telling you is that the three of us love each other. We've gotten, we've raised our voice at each other many times. It could be over a sports opinion, maybe non-sports. It doesn't last very long because we all love each other. So it's usually like, all right, I'm going to take a step back here and try to see it through his eyes and we'll have this discussion later or something like that. We're, but it's never, it's never been like, I'm not talking to that asshat. <laughs> one, only one of you guys will be best man at my wedding though. So we got to figure out who that's going to be. Well, uh, it's obviously yeah. me. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to try to make this one, Corey. That's oh yeah. Problem. I already didn't even come problem. to the last one. Well, there we I go. jinxed it. It's Ira answered. jinxed it. He didn't it's even come. Answered. I'm there. Yep. Yeah. Jeff will be there. I bet Jeff would have come back then. He didn't even know me. Well, and think about the way that I, 
seamlessly guided you into your proposal. Oh, that's mm. true. That's true. Well, both of you guys were there, but which was important. I was driving, you, Corey. Think yeah, about how hard that was. Yeah. You well, you did tell me to. it's time to propose, and she wasn't even on the deck. She wasn't even out there with us. Well, that that's, your, kind of that's because your wife-to-be just decides to up and leave despite having no 40 pee. friends yeah. in attendance hey, who are telling her that today was crazy. I don't, time to I go. Don't. It's time to go. So it is time to go. And uh, for Corey and Ira, I'm Jeff. Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Good work out of UT, Lizzie. Talk to you later. Peace.